The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to The Real Deal with Danielle Delaney. In the next hour, you'll hear from some phenomenal people and healthcare leaders and learn how their challenges became opportunities. Our goal is to show you how you can positively influence your own life experience and purpose and achieve success. And now, here is your host, Danielle Delaney. Hi, and welcome to The Real Deal with Danielle Delaney. This is your host, Danielle Delaney. And welcome. I have a great guest today. Her name is Leana Lapidus. She is a solution-focused life coach, clinical hypnotherapist, motivational speaker, as well as the best-selling author of You Have a Choice, The Proven Five-Step Method to End Suffering and Start Living. Leana is also a proud mother of two beautiful children, Maya and Michael, whom she raised on her own. In addition to her private practice at Life Coach and Hypnotherapy by Leana Lapidus, She also works at Passages Addiction Treatment Center, located in the heart of Malibu, helping thousands of clients, along with their families, to transform. She takes their darkest addictions and anxieties, where she then guides them to hope and to freedom. Leanna became passionate about helping others when she underwent her own transformation, from depression combined with paralyzing fear, to being able to live her life with purpose and with meaning. Leanna is a gifted hypnotherapist who holds a natural intuitive ability to easily understand her client's emotional states, and she educates her clients on how to use their mind correctly, which we will ask about, and opening the mind to a new way of thinking by introducing them to their inner world. Leona's warm and compassionate, caring nature is very well recognized by all of her clients and colleagues, and I'm just delighted to have you here today, so welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so excited for this opportunity to speak with you. I'm just glad you're here. I'm really glad to have you. I have so many different questions about hypnotherapy because I've done little bits of it, but I know that you do workshops and individual and family and group sessions. And uh, just like I do, you Skype Skype by phone or Skype or do in Mm -hmm. office or whatever you need to do, Skype on schedule, phone sessions, all of it. And it's just, it's kind of mysterious to a lot of people that, you know, the world of hypnotherapy, you probably get that a lot. Right. Of course. Of course, there's a lot of misconceptions, and people think, you know, you hold, you hold this thing, and then you go to sleep, and then, you know, <laughs> you act like a, like a chicken or a dog, and, <laughs> and it's, you know, that's called stage hypnosis, and that's what people are usually exposed to, but what I do is actually clinical hypnotherapy, so it's, it's therapy through hypnosis. Okay. So the tool of hip- hypnosis allows us to tap into the subconscious world where all of Mm -hmm. our feelings, emotions, and memories and experiences are stored, and we can actually do some shifting around in there while we're in such a relaxed state of mind. Hmm. So 
Yes. I need to ask you some more things about that because it's just such a, it's so different than what I was thinking about when I just, I had some hypnotherapy sessions somewhere. Actually, I've had two over the past two years, I'd say, just a couple of them with different people, varied, various practitioners. I just was kind of checking it out because I always like to look into things before I refer clients of mine to them. So I was kind of checking things out and the one memory that sticks with me is I can go through old photo albums from when I was little and I was born in mm-hmm. 68. So in the 70s, there was mm-hmm. someone, like you said, like, acting like a chicken, that whole thing. It was a, a woman named Pat something, the hip hypnotist, and I think she did a stage show. So she had people mm-hmm. doing all sorts of things, and they would be so susceptible to that suggestion, and they completely wouldn't remember what happened. So I'd love you to, well, first I'll ask you a couple of questions, but I want you to at some point think about it and explain a little bit more about what that process is, how you can take someone, you know, in so deeply inside of themselves where they are susceptible and suggestible to learning different things. So what inspired you to write your book, first of all? And tell me a little bit about, about your book. I mean, the title is amazing. You have a choice, and I know it's done very well, and the proven five-step method to end suffering and start living. So tell us a little bit more about that. Sure. Um, well, what inspired me to write the book is, you know, my own personal transformation and and in hopes to help other people, you know, out of their darkness, out of depression, hopelessness, feeling lonely, like myself, and not not feeling, not knowing where I belong in the world. Mm-hmm. And so I went through I went through a lot of hard times in my life, um, where kind of all of that led me to to awaken, to transform, and I had I had followed followed some a system which I didn't know that I was following until <laughs> later. That's why I came up with the five-step method of the first one is self-awareness. Is, is first of all to become aware, you know, of where you are and that, that perhaps you need change. And, and, you know, just becoming aware of your life situation. And so self-awareness of your thoughts, feelings, and the story we're telling ourselves, that, <laughs> that's the first step. And then, so how do you take second, someone to self-awareness? Mm-hmm. Say I'm in your office. Just kind of walk me through the step of getting to self-awareness. I mean, I'm self-aware because I've done a lot of therapy and work on myself sure. and all of that in order to do what I do and be a crisis interventionist and a counselor and all of that. And I think we should all be in treatment all the time because, you know, what's the unexamined life, right? So I, I, sure. I like that way of thinking. But tell me, just give me a little example about that. Like, say I'm coming to your office right now and I don't know you, mm-hmm. and I'm lying down or whatever, whatever. What do you have me do? Sit down, lie down. How do I relax and get to that self-awareness state? Tell me how you get to that first step. Well, first I do, I do a guided clearing um, meditation where, you know, I, kind of, I take the person, the client, to become present in the present mm-hmm. state, meaning, you know, become aware of your thoughts or... You know, let's go ahead and move the thoughts out. So then the, the person becomes aware that they are not their thoughts. So if we can, if we can be aware that we are thinking something, then who is mm-hmm. the person that's aware of that? So, so that brings them to the awareness of, I am not my thoughts. I, this is just a story and an illusion. And they're able to step away and become the observer now of their of their mind processes. And so, so through breathing techniques, so, so mm-hmm. I, have, I have them take a couple of deep breaths okay. and just focus on the breath itself 
which gives us some time and space away from our of our thoughts, from our thoughts. Therefore, we're more consciously aware. Mm-hmm. So we we're creating space between the thoughts and the action and the and the consciousness or the subconsciousness. Sorry. Okay, so it sounds like being, bringing these people to present time, but also very present in themselves. And the, breath, the breath work, which is amazing, I know that I, I tend to hold my breath unless I'm doing breath work with mm-hmm. a practitioner that teaches breath work to me. And it's just sort of a way of, um, of holding in that, that, that life. And breath is life. You know, you need to do that. And I've sure. really had to retrain myself to just... You know, breathe in and breathe out, mm-hmm. and I do that with clients as well. I'm not a breath work practitioner or anything like that, but I get that that's mm-hmm. re- really got to be helpful to bring people to that moment where they can separate themselves from their thoughts, where they actually can right. do that. And then the most, the most important realization they have is that whatever they're thinking about is not actually, not actually what they're living or experiencing in this moment. They, it's just... It's just thoughts. It's an illusion. It could be happening one way, and it could be happening another way. Mm-hmm. So that gives them the power and the choice then to change their thoughts. How do I want to think instead if, I, if I'm thinking about the same situation and the outcome of it, you know, of it turning out to be negative? Mm-hmm. How about if I think about it and see the outcome turning out just the way I want it to be? positive. So that gives us a choice and we're very much in control of our, of our thoughts when we learn how to use it correctly, how to be aware of it. And so we can redirect and navigate our mind and, right. you know, to our thoughts to creating the life that we really want to be. And, you know, our, through our thoughts and the visions that we, we have in our mind, we create a feeling then mm-hmm. so and the feeling can tell us if we're in alignment with our truth if we're feeling at home we're feeling safe in our in ourselves then we're right where we need to be now if we are feeling anxious or disconnected or mm-hmm. just feel a feeling like we want to run away we're out of alignment and disconnected from our truth from the self mm. so these are all ways you know, these are, these are amazing ways to know and to tap into and connect with, with the inner self, with the core of the truth of who you are, to, and be able to be in connection with your mind, body, and spirit. You know, it's so holistic, and it's such a, you know, the whole body and the whole person, and it's, it's such a great way of thinking of things as well to guide people to, you have a choice, which exactly is the title of your book, You Have a Choice, mm-hmm. but it's, it's also just that, that idea that so many people don't realize that you do have a choice to look at things differently. You do mm-hmm. have a choice to have, to kind of alter your perception. You do have a choice to adjust, and I mean, mm-hmm. I just, just moments before we started talking today, I was uh, getting an email from a client saying that they were blaming themselves for something being canceled. They thought that it's not possible that this top person that they were going to see about something would cancel within an hour. And I was saying, just don't, mm-hmm. you know, look at it differently. Adjust your view. Because honestly, mm-hmm. anyone can have food poisoning or something that suddenly comes on. Why would you assume the worst and that it's about you? But it's something that we're trying mm-hmm. to work with her to retrain her brain. I actually may have to refer her to you uh, because uh, mm-hmm. we can cross-refer. But she, she may do very well 
with uh, mm-hmm. some extra help of somebody to kind of bolster that that I'm telling her to, you know, try to ch- retrain your brain and adjust your thinking to it's probably not about you. It really probably isn't. It really more likely people are self-absorbed. They've got their whatever going on in their life. Mm-hmm. And it's so often that people internalize something and personalize something. And it, it sounds almost accusatory when I say it to them. And I always say, don't take it personally, but it's not about you. Mm-hmm. You know, everything is not about you. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the four mm-hmm. agreements. You know, take nothing personally. Mm-hmm. It's about sure. that person's reality, not yours, really. So I think that's a really important principle in what you teach. Now, can you tell me a little bit also, I mean, we, I asked you what inspired you to write your book, and you said some difficult things going on with you. I don't want to make you uncomfortable, of course, but if you could kind of fill me and my listeners in on what... Um, what was going on with you that really got you to a space where you felt the depression and all of that so they can relate a little bit and understand that you understand? Sure. Um, you know, for as long as I remember, I just, I just remember myself being just very sad and not feeling like I belong in this world or not feeling understood really more than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that made me feel like I'm, I'm not a part of this world. Um, people don't like me, you know, um, people are talking about me. So I became just kind of very withdrawn. And mm-hmm. when I was growing up, I was very sensitive. Now I, I know that that's where it comes from, is my sensitivity to energy and to other people's feelings and emotions. But I was very shy, so I would hide behind my mother. And, and you know, Aww. that was perceived as, like, there's something wrong with you. This is what I heard from my parents, you know, don't be shy, there's something wrong, like, like, you know, it's awkward, like, what's mm-hmm. wrong with you? And that just shut me down. It totally just shut me down from being who I am, you know, yeah. and being able to express myself. And I, I actually would have issues with being able to express myself and speak with people and speak in public. And so... That created depression and isolation. Mm-hmm. If when we grow up thinking that there's something wrong with us, then we we don't we don't feel comfortable connecting with people. You know, for 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 myself, it was like you know I didn't belong. I don't know where I belonged. Right. So I didn't really know how to be. So I was kind of hiding in my own self, and that created a lot of depression and fear and. You know, growing up, I, I'm an immigrant, so we immigrated with my family from, from Ukraine mm-hmm. in 1979, and I went straight to third grade without a word of English and kind of was kind of thrown in, you know, and again, I, again, you know, everything I thought about myself was where do I belong showed me I don't even belong here because I don't speak English, mm-hmm. you know. People don't understand me. I can't express myself. So all of that kind of kind of started piling up on the initial, mm-hmm. on the or original feelings that I had accepted as true from my parents, from my right. environment. When you're little, you take all of that stuff in and internalize it so much. Mm-hmm. And people don't realize how careful we have to be with children, too, to not label them and oh. to not... Um, you know, make sure that they, they don't turn anger inward on themselves and become depressed and feel, you know, angry at the outside world that they don't feel like they fit mm-hmm. or angry at something and then turn it inward. I, similar experience, third grade, same thing. I'm born and raised mm-hmm. here, but 
but it was just, uh, I was the different kid. You know, I was different. I was the, one of the only black yeah. kids. And, um, and mm-hmm. I just remember that year, that being, being eight or seven or eight, I think it was seven in third grade. I started school early and it was just one of those things. Same thing, painfully shy, believe it or not, because now mm-hmm. it's the complete opposite. And, and sometimes mm-hmm. if people don't label their kids and don't, um, decide for them that this is who you are and this is your problem, mm-hmm. it can self-correct. And it's so important that people hear that and know that because, uh, I kind of auto-corrected. I became, uh, from silent and hiding behind my mom, all of a sudden I was like, mm-hmm. seven, I was like seven or eight years old and I wouldn't shut up. So <laughs> it, it completely changed. I'm like, what happened to Danny? She's just it's yakking just away. <laughs> right? Yeah. And it never changed. Sure. It never changed after that. Never stopped. So it's, it's something that I completely <laughs> identify with you about, that if somebody mm-hmm. labels you, and I felt labeled at first, that, oh, she's so shy, she's so shy, and suddenly mm-hmm. I'm no longer shy. I decided I'm not going to be shy. So I'm mm-hmm. no longer shy, obviously, but I get it. I get it. It's interesting to hear that from you because I really wanted to see if I could relate and if others could relate to what what those hard times were that really you know, that propelled you and drove you to want to write about this and to want to work in this area. Sure. Yes. I mean, and, you know, so, so growing up again, I was, I, and the biggest, I remember, I remember playing teacher and playing school with my friends where, Mm -hmm. you know, I'd be the teacher and they'd be the students. And it's like, it's like our truth always speaks to us, even when we're young. And because, because I was, I was kind of shut down when my truth was shut down. I didn't know that this is really what I'm supposed to do, which this is what I do now. I teach people, mm-hmm. you know, and it, and I had to go through all that, you know, uncovering and through all that debris of clearing myself to get to where I am now. Um, yeah. But the truth is always there and it's always present. And it's just that, you know, my parents didn't do anything on purpose to hurt me. They no. Just, they, they just did what they did, what they learned in their environment, in their own conditioning, and applied it, you know, and thought that that's what they're supposed to do. They think that, I mean, they're doing so, the best as they see it. They don't know. And people forget that sometimes when they have any kind of anger or disconnect from parents and how they were raised. They were doing their best as they saw it, unless it was, you know, overt abuse. Sometimes they just didn't know sure. better. And I think um, in my own family, too, by the third kid, which I'm the third kid, they were doing things differently than they did with the first kid. And, mm-hmm. and it's, it's really tough sometimes on that first kid. And she'll look back and tell me stories. And I say, there's four of us. And it's almost like we have completely different parents, each of us, because we're looking mm-hmm. at it differently from different age, different perspective. And the, the parents were a different age and knew different, different things now and, and, and learned from testing things out on the first one. So I think sometimes that's kind of a liability, but it's just, uh, it's also, <laughs> you know, it also gives them some of that, you know, type A, really, really wonderful, high achieving personality that my eldest sister has. So I can see that, that your parents didn't mean anything by it, but that it still became something that, as you say, debris that you had to clear away. I think that's the perfect Mm -hmm. word. I love the way you put that. It's debris. And we have to get through the debris and wade through all of that in order to do anything, really, with our future. So you said that you underwent a personal transformation, and I wondered, how did that affect your kids? How did that affect your two children, Maya and Michael, right? Yes, yes. How did that Um, affect them? You know, it was interesting because I didn't really have to change them anymore <laughs> anymore, <laughs> and expect things from them to change mm-hmm. when I started to change myself. 
So when they started, you know, um, controlling my, my anger and my outbursts and those, those things that just kind of, you know, were, were actions, were, were results of my pain. Mm-hmm. You know, when I started working on myself and started to have control over myself and I was more positive and more at peace with myself where I, I accepted myself as I am, as I, as I was at the time and just kind of started to work from that, my kids started to shift and change as well. So mm-hmm. I always tell parents when I work with families, I, I say, you know what, if you, want, if you want to see change in your family dynamic or your kids to be better, you have to, you have to be that because our children are the product of our own creation and we're very connected energetically to our children. Mm -hmm. So if we're in pain, if we're in pain, our children are in pain because as my mother was in pain and she had fear of life, I was in pain. I carry that pain. And so, so it wasn't about me trying to change my children and wanting to be a certain way. It was about if I expected anything from them, I had to do that, what I wanted from, what I wanted for them. Right. So, that makes that. so much sense. It makes so much sense because mm-hmm. kids are little sponges, and even in the womb, they're picking up things. So, it's just, it makes so much sense that the change has to start with the adult if they expect change in the kids. And I do mm-hmm. family therapy, but I have not really, I mean, I see that in effect, when it happens, I mm-hmm. see that, but I haven't really thought about how hypnotherapy could be so helpful in that area of transformation for the parents. I know that when their marriage is suffering, the children suffer, obviously. And it's mm-hmm. interesting to really think about that their depression, it trickles down. Everything trickles down in a family system. And that's such a yes. great place to start. And I love to hear that that had an effect on your own children. So you saw it firsthand. Absolutely, and and you know I had to I had to work with my own hypnotherapist uh, for a long time, and work on inner child healing. So I had to go back and and heal that little girl that was still within me, mm-hmm. and you know that little girl basically started to grow up, and and I was able to heal myself, you mm-hmm. know, my inner child. And, and be there now as a nurturing parent for the child within so that, so that I was able to see and be, you know, be able to be, get more confident in myself to, mm-hmm. to understand that, you know, it's not happening anymore. It's okay that it happened. You don't have to carry it with you. And this, this inner child, the inner child healing and hypnosis is so powerful. It helps people to understand that that was then, and there's there's things that happen in our subconscious mind when, when we're in a trance state. We're able to really see and observe the things that happen. Mm-hmm. So we're not emotionally attached to them in the moment, but we're able to see them from afar and able to understand ourselves, oh, that's why I felt like that. But I don't have to feel like that anymore because I'm right. an adult now. Yeah, you're not that little girl anymore. And it that really is such a key piece, a key component to change because I can mm-hmm. say also I've had a client who had such difficult experiences in her teens, 
and feeling different and feeling separated from her family, which she actually physically was at some point, and feeling unloved and all of that. And part of her gift and her trouble is it's a double-edged sword. She has a photographic memory. She remembers every moment. She'll remember the way someone was standing or leaning or the look on their face or the snarl of their lip as they said something. And she remembers Mm -hmm. it like it's happening in the moment. And I work a lot with her on grounding and on being in present time and trying not to be in the past, but then she'll kind of... uh, work against me with that sometimes. But no, this did happen. Mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not arguing with you that it happened. I accept that it happened. I believe you, of course. But it's a, it's a matter of accepting it and being able to move forward or you're always stuck in that moment. Right. And you don't, you're not a tree. You're not stuck. You can always move forward. But, um, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. people are healing. They have too much time on their hands to think about some of the things. They go inward and they can go so far inward. It can become very upsetting and depressing. And mm-hmm. they're not even very open to suggestion of of healing that child and then putting her where she needs to be, where she's nurtured and taken care of, but not in this moment where you need to be your adult self and where you need to feel competent and that you've taken care of her. So I think that's just so powerful and so helpful. And I wanted mm. to talk to you a little bit more about um, about that not being in that moment right now, which, as I said, I do grounding work, and I have clients who've dealt with molestation and rape and also addiction, which overlaps with some of what you do as well. And, um, mm-hmm. and I do a grounding techniques when they start to really be triggered by something, which I went through myself, through my own assault and through my own kidnap and my own trauma and my own self-medication and all of that, that every mm. year there's something I call my rape aversary. I've kind of coined this term where there's two of them actually twice a year and I know that the time is coming and how to ground myself and how to bring myself into present time that this happened but it is not happening in this current time it in this present moment it was a decade over a decade ago and that I've done so much since then and I did all of the work but what would you do with someone like that who is saying I'm triggered by this right now how, what what would be your process we have a couple minutes to talk about that what would you do to let someone, or a minute, really, to talk about it, to, uh, to bring someone to present time. You mean in hypnotherapy mm-hmm. or just in regular? Um, so so I, would, I would first have them identify, you know, where they are. Okay. You know, I would, if, if a person's so disconnected in that moment, I would have them go to gratitude list. Gratitude I'm sorry, list go to what? Always ground, make a gratitude list. Okay, that helps. That gratitude does ground you. It does ground you. Yeah. Okay, we're going to come back. I'm sorry. We're getting so close okay. to break. We're going to come back, and I'm going to ask you more about that. So sure. can you give out your, um, your website real quickly before we go to break? Yes. Um, so my website is lifecoachliana.com. It's lifecoach, L-E-A-N-N-A.com. And I can also be reached directly at my phone number at 818-284-5309. Okay, great. Well, we will be right back to talk about this a little bit more with Leanna Lapidus, the author of You Have a Choice. All right, we'll be back in just a moment. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Are you looking for life's answers? How about the meaning of true self? Can you really be a better person overnight? Well, good luck with that. Now, if you want to know more about this insane world and life we lead, tune in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. 
You'll learn about how the brain operates under different psychological conditions. Some common sense. Heck, you might just actually learn something. Listen Fridays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. When you see someone, are you seeing the person or the perception? We see labels such as fat, thin, black, white, rich, poor, but we don't always see the true identity. Listen for New Dimensions with Reverend Nicholas Barrett. On this program, we'll embrace the breaking down of societal paradigms, our norms, and acceptance of our false selves. You can find your identity the way that God intended. Forget all the labels that you think you see. Tune in every Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Empowerment. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned in to The Real Deal with Danielle Delaney. If you'd like to connect with Danielle, feel free to send an email to therealdealwithdanielle at gmail.com. That's therealdealwithdanielle at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And we are back, and you are back, listening to The Real Deal with Danielle Delaney. This is Danielle, and my guest today is Leana Lapidus. And she is talking to us about her life coaching and hypnotherapy practice. And I just want to ask you more questions. So let's go back in where we left off because I find hypnotherapy mystical. I don't do it. So anything that I don't do, <laughs> I could love having people on that do because it's a learning experience for the listeners, the audience, everyone. But also, I learn so much about it. And I'm educated on it to a degree, but I know it has a lot of mystery around it for so many. So what we were saying right before we went to the break, you were saying, um, I was asking you, how would you bring someone um, like myself who gets triggered at certain times of year, I know what to do for myself to ground myself and my practice, I teach people that. But you were saying you guide mm-hmm. people to um, use a gratitude journal for starters and talk a little bit about sure. that. Well, you know, gratitude is, always brings us back to center, brings us mm-hmm. always back to our truth, you know, brings us and, and gives us a feeling of fulfillment. Like, yeah, I do have a lot. When we start to, when we start to name all these things that, that we have and re- realize. And that's, that's one way. You know, if a person is really feeling disconnected. And the other, the other thing is when I guide them down into hypnosis and I prepare them, mm-hmm. you know, I, I have them focus on the breath, which distracts them obviously from their mind. Mm-hmm. So, so when you're focusing on the breath, just feeling the air flowing in and out of your nose, it slows down, down the mind process. And then I might have them align their thoughts to the rhythm of the calm breath. Mm-hmm. So that also helps them, you know, really just, just feel calm and present. And then, you know, self-awareness, self-awareness realization where, you know, relax your facial muscles, you know, relax your jaw, relax mm-hmm. your shoulders. And so when we're focusing on something else, like our own physical body, you know, we're able to, again, disconnect or, or remove, move away from the mind mm-hmm. and, into, and focus on something else. And then I love connecting my clients with their hearts. So I'll say, I'll say, you know, if your heart can speak to you in a way you can understand, what would it want you to know right now? And mm. usually they say that everything is just fine. Everything is okay. 
So it kind of mm. takes them all the way inside where they feel at home and feel safe. And, and when they come out of it, they're, they're like, oh, my God, I, my anxiety is gone. You know, because they're wow. connected. I mean, you have a really peaceful steps. voice and a peaceful energy. I can imagine, and I know for a fact because I've heard it from your clients, but that 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 uh, that just that cycle of anxiety can be so calmed mm-hmm. by doing work with you, which I think is a beautiful thing to be able to bring people back to themselves into a calmer self and a calmer place and working with their anxiety. And I just love hearing about that. I think that you've got a special gift with it, to be honest. And, and your accent you. doesn't hurt. It's a beautiful accent. It's, a, it's such a lilting, pretty, pretty tone that you have. So I think it kind of calms people anyway from the start. Mm-hmm. So that's always great. And I know you work with people around the world. So now you do life coaching and you brought in hypnotherapy or you did hypnotherapy and you started life coaching. Which, which, how did you come to your work? What led you to this field? You know, I think, I think they, they're both, the combination works mm-hmm. with each other super well because, because so, so in, in life coaching, you know, like the client comes in and they have an issue. Um, I don't know what career to pick. Like, I don't know my next step. So I'm stuck in life. I just don't mm-hmm. know what to do. I have so many thoughts and I don't know how to, you know, how to um, organize them. So, so with life coaching, you know, I help them, okay, you know, let's, let's calm down. Let's, let's write out all the ideas that you have. So kind of focus on where can we start? What, what can you do today? What can you see yourself doing? What's realistic? So that's the coaching aspect. But then Mm -hmm. the hypnotherapy at the second half of the session, you know, um, makes all of that really clear. So, so what I do is I desensitize or I prepare them, you know, in hypnotherapy, for visualization of what that would look like. How do you want to, how do you want, you know, your next steps to look like? So I go over that with them and it's all coming from their subconscious mind. Right. So it's their visualization. That's very powerful. Extremely powerful. Yeah. So basically they're creating their life path. I'm just helping them find, organize what are the steps so that, you know, because when we're in our mind, it's an overload. We have so many ideas. We don't know where to start. So we kind of need somebody, somebody's help just to say, you know what? Okay, what comes first? What's What's realistic? Exactly. Sometimes that's exactly what our purpose is as a, as a, as a counselor. It's kind of to rein it in and get a grip here on what really is important step by step mm-hmm. because people just need that guidance sometimes. I know there were times in my life where I needed it, particularly after trauma. You're mm-hmm. scattered. You're all over the place. Uh, you know, you mm-hmm. need to sort of remember what's important. And you're exactly right with the, with the gratitude. I was healing at my mother's house, which is near the beach. And I remember mm-hmm. just realizing... Uh, the sky is beautiful. I'm in a place where it's not usually very wintry. It's California. And mm-hmm. I'm fortunate to be here, and I'm fortunate to be breathing. So between the gratitude mm-hmm. of just the surroundings being beautiful and the breath, the breath work, and even if the surroundings aren't beautiful, you can focus on something. Even if it's not gorgeous out, there's a bird. Or even if you're in you know, the middle of the city, the city lights can be beautiful or something else. And it's just focusing on things to be grateful for. And I think it always comes back mm-hmm. to breath. I mean, breath and water are both life. Those are our life forces, mm-hmm. and it's just wonderful that we can use that to bring someone to present time 
and to cope with their with their difficulties and the things that we've gone through as well. I think it always helps. It's great that you've written a book. I, I'm, my book's being published next year. It's great that we can write about it. It's great that we've got the education and studied these things. But I think when you have life experience, which is why I was asking you about, you know, what inspired you, and you've talked about being shy and depression and all of that. And I always tell my story. I never know if someone's tuning in for the first time or the 30th time when they, when they come to my show. So I always let them know a little bit about my history. And what I was just asking Asking you was, um, you know, which came first, the chicken or the egg kind of thing with the hypno or the life coaching. And in my experience, it was that it was, um, you know, because of the assaults that I suffered and because of the trauma that I was going through, because of that, that led me to rape crisis counseling and becoming an interventionist and becoming an advocate for women and doing court advocacy. Mm -hmm. And that includes molestation. It includes custody. It includes rape cases. It included all of that. And then that led me more to working so closely with the rape and rape and suicide hotlines and everyone was self-medicating. And that led me to my studies for addiction Mm -hmm. and recovery. So it overlaps. Mm -hmm. You're completely right. It it just overlaps. And I know you work with addiction Mm -hmm. as well. So it seems that when people are troubled, they self-soothe. Actually, I know that that's what mm-hmm. happens because I've done it. I did it in my past. And it, it takes you so far away from yourself that it does exactly the opposite of what you want it to do. So mm-hmm. I think your work as well with, addic- with addicts and addiction and trauma mm-hmm. and all of it comes into play mm-hmm. that you can treat them with not only the coaching and guidance, but with hypnotherapy. That's unique. Yes. That's it's really so, It's so powerful. And, you know, with addiction, with addiction, everything is, and, and like, like you said, you know, it's self-medicating, self-medicating their own pain that, you know, we just, we sometimes just don't know how to deal with it. So, so what I work with clients, I, you know, I also teach them and help them, you know, through hypnotherapy, really allow themselves to feel their pain and not be afraid of it. Right. Because it's an, it's an energy you know, it's an energy of sadness or fear or anger. It's different energies that are, sto- are stuck in, in, inside our bodies. But if we allow ourselves to feel, we can, we can, we're no longer afraid of it. Therefore, it doesn't have as much power. Mm-hmm. So I think I find that people are just afraid to feel. They but are. But not understanding that if they do feel, they're actually releasing that energy, and so they're, they're freeing themselves. And, and that energy of fear, for example, like in my case, you know, led me, led me to, to true transformation and true connection with myself. Because if I, didn't, if I didn't have all this fear, I had fear of just living and going out and doing things. And, mm-hmm. and you know, I mean, just... Just everyday, everyday life. I mean, that's you know, debilitating anxiety, really. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And that yeah. keeps, us, keeps us captive from, from living our life. But, but then when I realized, I'm not going to, I'm not, I don't need to fear this. This is something that is, is trying to come through to maybe teach me something. That instead of fear, I want to I feel empowered. So, right. so learning to transform those negative energies, we think it's negative energy because it's so uncomfortable, but learning how to transform all those fears to, to freedom and hope. So if I know that I don't want to have fear, then I know that I want to be powerful in everything I do. So that would be my affirmation. 
I am powerful today. You know, I love it. I think it's such a powerful way of Mm -hmm. thinking, too, Liana, because Mm -hmm. often I know that when people suffered trauma and they're self-medicating and they're going down that road, which I know so well from a decade ago, I know it so Mm -hmm. very well. They, yeah, people forget that, that that debilitating anxiety manifests in so many ways. It presents in so many ways. I can't tell you the amount of, of rape trauma syndrome and post-traumatic stress, whether it's combat or non-combat, but uh, people with, with these disorders going on because of things that have happened to them, and they don't understand until I explain to them, mm-hmm. which I'll explain now to listeners who might not know this, the post, the, the mail and the supermarket are two of the biggest problems. Like when you talk about everyday things, debilitating mm-hmm. anxiety or PTSD or rape trauma syndrome or anything, when you've had a lot of trauma in your life, these are things that people don't even pay attention to. The mail never stops. So I used to call it my pile of denial. It would just, it would just start to pile up, and I'd think, okay, do I have things to take care of? Do I have to deal with this? And it just would never stop. Every day I'd go to my P.O. box, and there's more, and there's more. And the same with the supermarket. People don't realize that if you've been traumatized and going through a lot of healing in the moment, it doesn't allow you to breathe. Mm-hmm. There's people coming around the corner with their cart. You don't know who you're going to run into. There's overhead announcements. There's ringing cash registers. There's, um, you know, price check on aisle, whatever. You know, there's all kinds of yelling and noise going on and people coming out of nowhere and too many choices. It's overwhelming. And they're often so stunned when I tell them when, or when I ask them, are you having trouble doing basic things such as, and I'll, I'll specifically say mail or the market. Mm-hmm. And they're like, those are the two things mm-hmm. I avoid the most. The mail's in a pile under a blanket and I don't go to the store. I order in and I'm not being healthy and, you know, all of that. But th- that's a, such a real thing that you just said about that, that anxiety, that everyday mm-hmm. tasks become a problem and that you can be mm-hmm. helpful with that. And I think our work is to really get people to, you know, to guide them to feel that mm-hmm. pain and to sit a little bit with the, with the pain. The suffering is optional is what I tell people. It is. You don't have to suffer mm-hmm. the pain and you don't have to suffer future pain. Just be in the moment. Be uncomfortable. Yes, life's uncomfortable sometimes. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's getting making friends a little bit with that anxiety and discomfort that you're mm-hmm. healing. You don't, you don't need a ton of antidepressants unless that's absolutely necessary. Some people need to feel their depression. You don't get over it. You go mm-hmm. through. Mm-hmm. And I think that medicating and moving people on has become a problem with big pharma and with mm-hmm. all of that. And it's a lot, a lot right now. I think it's so timely to talk yeah. about sitting with your pain and being comfortable with it and getting to that other side where you can cope with it and learning new coping skills, which is what we deal with a lot with addiction and, and aftercare, which is what I work with, is aftercare of, um, of addiction treatment and recovery. So I just think it's all so, so powerful. It's a really powerful tool for inner transformation. It really is. Yeah. I think everyone sure should is. try hypnotherapy, and I'm wondering if you feel that too. Do you think it's kind of good oh. for everyone in any situation? It's good for everyone in any situation. I have I have people of all ages from from different places, from experiencing different things, and and you know, and it's and it all boils down to everybody just wants accept to be accepted, loved, and appreciated. It's it's the disconnection from from the self, and I think that you know not everybody knows about hypnotherapy and how it works. People just think. You know, oh, I'm gonna go do hypnosis with smoking. You know, mm. that's like that that's that that's popular. You know, or I'm gonna go use it for anxiety. But in reality, it really leads you to who you true to your truth. 
So then, right. then you can learn how to be okay where, where I guide my clients. Let's bring up the image of anxiety. What does that look like to you? And so in, in hypno, hypno, hypnotic state, it's so much easier to deal with the anxiety because you see it as an other, as another entity, something outside of you. Therefore, mm-hmm. that image of anxiety over time, and we communicate with the image of anxiety and they feel the power that they have over the anxiety, you know, in hypnosis. And it's such a powerful tool, you know, because it it gives people really the power to say, you know what, I'm not afraid. I can handle any emotion. I can handle anywhere I am. I can handle myself and manage my thoughts and feelings and emotions because I understand that I can separate the anxiety from myself and be able to learn from the anxiety and learn from the anxiety and say, you know what, if I know I don't want to feel anxiety, then Mm -hmm. what do I want to feel instead? Well, I want to feel peace. I want to feel comfortable. I want to feel relaxed. And so we use the anxiety, for example, to teach us what we do want to experience in our life instead. Right. That's so helpful because people can't get through the day with that level of anxiety mm-hmm. and being in it and of it and not being able to separate from it. And it is, it is a really tough thing to, to accept for some people that it's acceptable to feel this way. You know, there's none, all of your feelings are valid. You don't have to uh, take the edge off. The edge is okay. It's okay right. to have the edge. And if you sit with it for a little while, the edges get a little bit less sharp. You don't have to. Even the people that are quote-unquote normies that can take it or leave it, try leaving it. You know, see what happens if you leave it. Do you have to have that at the end of the day? Is it just a habit or has it become a crutch mm-hmm. and a necessity? It's kind of interesting when I invite people to try doing without that if it's not an addiction client and it's about some other life transition, something else that's tr- you know, mm-hmm. troubling for them, just do you need that to self-soothe or can you actually sit with the discomfort for a minute? And usually it will pass. You just have to kind of uh-huh. allow allow it. You do have that choice, and I think mm-hmm. that's a really powerful way of looking at it. Now, where, do, where can people get your book that you have a choice? I think the title is so powerful. Where can people find that? Um, it's on Amazon.com. Uh, under, you know, you have a choice or my name, Liana Lapidus, or okay. if, if they go on my website, lifecoachliana.com, they can, they can cl- click on the link um, and it'll take them to the book. It's, uh, it's a very, it's, it's not a very long book. It's, it's in simple language. Um, the five steps are very easy to follow because I, I explain them, you know, using my own life experience mm-hmm. and, um, it's just it's just the basic um, way to start to start yourself on the journey of healing and you know self awareness, self love, and and I feel like we're so we're there's so many of us that are just so um, hurt and sad in this world that you know we, we create these anxieties, we create this this dysfunction in our own mind, right. you know, because of our pain. And yeah, people tend to feel so beat them. up and not know what to do with it. Yeah. yeah. So, and I, and I feel for that and I, I, because I've been there and I know what it's like to be on the other side of it. Right. And I'm so passionate about helping people, um, 
you know, awaken and open up and open their eyes and say, you know what? Oh my God, I just feel so at peace. I'm in control of myself. I, I can, I can handle anything, you know, and a lot of times that fear, that fear is exactly what we have to go through, you know, in order to, to move to the, to go to the next level to, on our path. Exactly. if we don't, yeah, exactly. and if we don't move through that fear and attack it head on, mm-hmm. and you know, like destroy it with with our inner power, with our you know, with our truth, mm-hmm. um, we'll we'll never get to the next step. And that's why people people come to me and they say, you know what? I know, I know, I can do this, but I just I always give up at the last. You know, I, right? I they self sabotage. self sabotage. Yeah. Well. That's when you have to work the hardest. That's when you have to go to your toolbox and work the hardest to push through it, you know. And yeah. hypnotherapy is very powerful for that because it's, we go directly to the subconscious mind and we shift things around. We change beliefs, you know, where, you know, I have this mother that I was working with. I, she has a lot of shame for, you know, for her because of her addiction. And mm-hmm. that's a belief that she had accepted when she was young, like way young. And so we're working on, okay, what's a new belief? What's a way do you, you want to think now? What's a, what's a new way you want to believe things? Right. And so I am a good mother and I am trying. So we shifted that in hypnotherapy and then they, they come out and they feel, and they acted naturally. It's so powerful what happens in that process of, you know, when you're in a trance state. Oh, that has to be fascinating to watch. That has to be fascinating. I kind of want to be a fly on the wall while you put someone under and do that. I mean, it honestly is when it's not something that you do in your practice, which I don't do that in my practice. Sure. It's a fascinating idea to watch people come out of that trance. And, and it's just that idea of taking your power back and of, of reframing things, really, of being able to mm-hmm. look at events in your life differently with a different perspective, adjusting your view. And sometimes people can't do that on their own. I know that counseling helps them, but hypnotherapy can be so mm-hmm. instrumental. I really do think so. I really do. It's just, uh, you know, that that idea that there may be another way. And sometimes people have to get truly sick and tired of themselves to Mm -hmm. ask for the proper help and to actually pursue it. Hardest work you will ever do, people out there listening, it is the hardest work you'll ever do to work on Mm -hmm. yourself, to work with your your inner child, that little boy or little girl that didn't get that love and to stop feeling guilt because really what you're what you're acting out, it's what any hurt little boy would do or it's what any hurt little girl would do. It really is. Mm-hmm. And just to cope with that, handle it by working with that and nurturing that child and kind of reparenting, it's so important. Mm-hmm. And if hypnotherapy mm-hmm. can help take people back there and they can work on these things, take them back in time, but then bring them back to present time where they can handle it differently, I think that is an incredibly, mm-hmm. incredibly powerful tool. Now, why is it that you say it's important for us to prepare ourselves for life because I believe that too. Life is always in session. I've had things come at me from Mm -hmm. left field. You could never have told me a decade ago what I would be doing because counseling psychology was always my first love in college, but I had so many other incarnations of who I was in my life, Mm -hmm. who I believed myself to be, that life is in session. Things happen. And that's why I Mm -hmm. think everyone should be in therapy regardless because that way you are are better equipped to, to have tools to cope. Why do you believe it's important for us to prepare ourselves for our life? 
so that we can be in charge of what we experience, so that mm. we're, we're in control, so that we take the time to think about how we want our day to unfold, how we want to experience today, how we want things to, to, to work out for us. And, and so doing, preparing ourselves in the morning, you know, just a five, ten minute check-in with yourself. How am I feeling today? What, what is my, what, what do I, what do I want to experience? What do I need? Do I need, am I feeling a little lonely? Then I can, I can give myself, I, my intention would be, you know, um, to feel fulfilled. You know, I want to, I want to see things. I want to experience mm-hmm. today feeling fulfilled. So we are preparing ourselves for, for our life experience and our, our, the universe answers back to us. Just like if we, if we don't prepare ourselves and we have these, all these unconscious thoughts and beliefs about ourselves, yeah. we'll, we'll just be experiencing, you know, the same old thing over and over again and wondering why things are not changing. Well, because we're not preparing ourselves for our life, for our life experience. We can, you know, prepare ourselves to, to feel the way we want to feel to set our mind, you know, our mindset to experience only greatness, to experience positive feelings, positive thoughts, positive opportunities, and, of course, embrace all the challenges and know that they're just stepping stones that are guiding us. Right, they're coming, they're coming, but having the tools to cope with them and to embrace them and to say it's not the end of the world, this might actually be something I can work with and grow from, it's just a different perspective. It really is a different perspective. I think that the title of your book, You Have a Choice, The Proven Five-Step Method to End Suffering and Start Living is exactly the way that you live and the way that I choose to live as well, and I think that title is so, so perfect for what you do and I'm just delighted that you've been here today and I wanted to let listeners know if you want to reach me about anything we've talked about you can always email me at therealdealwithdanielle at gmail.com you can reach me at my website as well that's daniellelaneycounseling.com you can find me on Twitter at um, it's it's at it's Danny Delaney so D-A-N-I I-T-S D-A-N-I D-E-L-A-N-E-Y and then on Instagram I'm just Danny Delaney D-A-N-I N-I-D-E-L-A-N-E-Y. So you can pretty much throw a rock, Google my name, find me. It's not difficult. And reach me through there. You can reach Liana at her phone number, which you might want to give out again, and your website. Let's sure. give that one more time. 818-284-5309. And feel free to contact me directly. And my website is lifecoachliana.com. And you can also... Um, email me at liana at lifecoachliana.com or Facebook under my name, first and last name, Liana Lapidus. And, of course, if you want to Google me, I'm, I'm all over there. <laughs> um, Liana Lapidus, uh, life coach, hypnotherapist, or just my first and last name, is, is you'll, you'll, you'll be able to find me. Perfect. And with both of us, with all this alliteration, Leanna Lapidus, Danielle Delaney, it's not hard to remember. <laughs> so they can track us down. And if you look on social media, it's easy to find either of us. So I think social media is a gift in that way. So thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Leanna. And well, everyone, until next week, I'm here every week, Tuesday, 2 p.m. Uh, Pacific time. Until next week, be well and do well. Take care.
Thanks for joining us this week. Be sure to catch The Real Deal with Danielle Delaney live every Tuesday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We can't wait for you to see what's in store next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.